Kia ora and hello friends. Welcome to the Restoring Connections podcast. Uh, I am Matthew Dawson and I am joined by my delightful wife. Cora. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, and so we are in part two of a series called How Can I Dismantle an Atomic Bombversation? Uh, hopefully that you, list, you listened to the last one and enjoyed that. Again, just to reiterate, with uh, when it comes to the Restoring Connections podcast, we are coming back and back and back to four core things. Personal responsibility, proactive care, powerful communication, and healthy boundaries. And we are particularly diving into the, the building of, of trust and strength and depth into your core relationships, right? So all these principles, I think, can be applied broadly to just about any relationship, but really what we're diving into um, are, those, are those the most important relationships in your life, the kind of relationships that you want to last forever, the relationships yeah. that you do not want to fall apart. Some relationships like, yeah, you know, if this person isn't a part of my life next year or in five years, that's no big deal. We're talking about the people who you intend to journey with in life through to the end. <laughs> okay, so we're in part two. In part one, we we did a whole we went through a whole list of examples of what we called fears and judgments pretending to be intelligent. And here in part two, we're talking about fears and judgments pretending to be vulnerable. Right? And this is where when we think about vulnerability, we're thinking about okay, when the relationship is under strain. The last thing I want to do is make myself vulner more vulnerable because I'm already feeling vulnerable. I'm already yeah. feeling afraid. I'm feeling um, afraid of, you know, disconnection. I'm sensing disconnection coming. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling offended. I'm feeling hurt, right? And so anger, whatever your go-to, maybe you shut down or maybe you get angry, whatever it is. The last thing that you typically want to do in that moment is make yourself more vulnerable. But in reality, that's exactly what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes to move a conversation back into a healthy space. And it's not hard to identify that that's always exactly what you're hoping from the other person. Right? Mm -hmm. You're always, yeah. if things are getting strained, it's like, can you please just be honest with me? about what you're really feeling. Can you please stop disrespecting me and actually talk about you? You know, these are the things that you want the other person to do. So they're probably the things that you should do, that I should do. Yeah. Right? On our way through. Okay, so let's talk about fears and judgments pretending to be vulnerable. We're going to go through, just like we did last time, I don't know how many of them are there are, but we're going to go through them one at a time and just and just talk a little bit about this. Um, and particularly a lot of them center around this idea. It's like, well, I was just being honest. I was just being open. I told my husband the other day, I feel like you're being an idiot. <laughs> and he was so offended and got so defensive. And I can't believe it. I was just telling him how I feel. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's just set the record straight here at the foundation. Telling someone you feel like they are an idiot um, is not vulnerable because like you are an idiot is not an emotion, right? So opinions have their value, they have their place, and emotions have their value and have their place. We really get into trouble when we mix up the two, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with expressing an opinion about something, but just don't call it a feeling if it's actually an opinion. What I'm perceiving here is that you are an idiot, right? Oh, okay. Well, we know straight away when you put it like that, that's not going to be helpful. But I think, oh, 
but I'll just add the words I feel at the beginning and that will make it wonderful and vulnerable. Yeah. No, it won't because like you're an idiot is not an emotion. Anything that's to right. add? No, that's it. I think there's about, I've been reading this book by Brenna Brown about the Atlas of the Heart and it talks about the complexity of emotions essentially. And so there's about 88 emotions that she describes that a human being is going to experience at some point of their lives. Mm. 88 is a lot of emotions, but essentially mm. the point of the book is like, You've got to explore language for what you feel. It's important yes. to start thinking if deeply. If you want somebody else to understand. Yeah. yeah. And so the whole, I mean, what I've understood of the book, don't quote me on saying that's what the book is about because you have to read it to really know what it's about. But um, my understanding is so far that, that you've got to develop a richer language in order to connect better with people because mm. it's like a map. You need a map yes. through your heart to understand, wow, like what are the emotions that this event have produced in me? And so to be really vulnerable, you got to have language and language that's not about the other person. Language mm. is about you. And you have to have developed a large amount of, uh, I guess, vocabulary that you can reach for mm-hmm. to describe these things. So, yeah. And the best way to cultivate that is when two people are focused first and foremost on understanding each other. Yeah. The, we, in the first episode, we talked about the four points in our communication module, which are, uh-oh, see if I can remember them. Um, I'm on the the spot here. Number one, I prepare myself before important conversations. These are the points that are in the online course that we take all of the people who are in in, in some sort of a Restoring Connections program. Um, They have access to our online course and we unpack these things. I prepare myself before important conversations. Number two, I pursue understanding first and agreement second. It's not to say that agreement is meaningless agreement if you're going to get something done if you're going to partner together in some way agreement is very important we had to agree together that we would record this podcast today (laughs) right Um, in order for this to happen it's just saying it's not as important as understanding if you're on a found we think of understanding as the meat and three veggies and agreement is your dessert Mm -hmm. so don't you dare go having you know, trying to have your dessert first. You got to have that big old meal of healthy understanding first. Number three, I tell you about me and let you tell me about you, (laughs) right? Did you hear that? I tell you about me. It's my job to tell you about me. Mm. And it's, and I let you tell me about you. That can be a tricky one when I think I know what's going on inside of you. I want to tell you about you, Mm. right? And number four is I participate in establishing a clear way forward. Okay, um, and yeah, that's interesting. The eighty-eight emotions. I think it's that. Do you know? Yeah. I usually just go with hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm like in a in a really healthy relationship. I think that sounds wonderful. Cultivating like the ability to express all mm-hmm. those things. You know, you know, and when we're talking about dismantling an atomic bomb conversation, sometimes as a little aside yeah. here, a little freebie Sample. that I'll give you. Quite often, we're helping people form their messages for each other. And it's like, I want to tell my wife that when she did this, I felt hurt. I felt abused. I felt rejected. I felt destroyed. And I felt attacked. And I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this poor woman. She's supposed to absorb all this. You know, it's like, okay, John has something that he'd like to share with you. You know, he's feeling attacked, abused destroyed, rejected, <laughs> annihilated. You know, it's like, why don't we just, there's only so much the human being can handle, the human heart can handle. So 
I usually just go, yeah. let's just dial it down to hurt. That's kind of a nice catchphrase. But it's very one. vulnerable. It's like, I'm, yes, when I say I'm hurt, I'm saying you have the power. I'm yeah. not the only powerful person in this relationship. You have the power to yeah. hurt me. I'm not saying you have the power to make me freak out and have a so, uh, an identity crisis. But I am saying you have the power to cause me pain. Yeah. Okay. So fear and judgments pretending to be vulnerable. The first one is I feel like you don't even care. I just feel like you don't even care, right? Mm. Again, like you don't even care. What's wrong with that? Mm. What's wrong with that? You're just saying how you feel. Mm. Well, the problem is like you don't even care is not an emotion. That's an opinion. Yeah. Mm. So what could we say that's better yeah. than that? Well, obviously, just turn your phrase around. I know it's a small grammatical thing. And how do you feel practice. about small grammatical changes, darling? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, the English language has got three times as many words as the French language. And it's quite extensive, actually, in some ways. So I, I don't master the English language quite yet. And so sometimes I'm like, you just, just get what I'm saying. Just don't understand it. I don't have the right words. But essentially, you know, in this case, it's communicating uh, a completely different idea. It's a small change in a sentence that communicates very, very different ideas. Mm -hmm. Is I'm not feeling cared for. Yeah. Is really what you're trying to say. Is I don't feel valued. I don't feel cared for. And uh, and so what I need is and to feel valued. Yeah. Cared. And why would that make cared such a difference? Why would it be? Well, it's amazing if you think about mm -hmm. it. It's literally just a shift of a few small yeah. words. Between I feel like you don't care mm. and I do not feel cared for, mm. right? Mm. Barely, in, the biggest difference is that one of them mm. is an expression of my opinion of you, a low opinion of you, mm. and the other one is an expression of what I am experiencing, mm. right? Yeah. And so again, we have this thing in, in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul talks about in his letter to the Corinthians, is it? Yeah. He talks about one of the things that's so genius. He says part of love is the assumption of the highest. We mm. assume the highest of the other mm. person's motive. So mm. I'm feeling hurt and I can still assume the highest of your motive. So actually it's incredibly destructive to, mm. to enter into a relationship where you're wanting to, uh, a conversation where you're wanting to build trust and insert your low mm opinion mm. of the motive of another person's yeah. heart it doesn't do anything good yeah right you're mm. so much better off expressing you know and with this i mean cora's done this so brilliantly at mm. times with me where she said you know darling my assumption is that your heart is in the right place and that you love me and the kids so much mm. and yeah. with that can i be honest with you about how what you're doing is impacting me yeah. so i'm getting two messages mm. i'm getting my wife believes in me. Yeah. She she is extending every, with every ounce of strength she can. She's extending trust and she's saying, "I'm assuming the highest of you." Mm. And oh, is that dad? It's my phone. Oh, it's your phone. No, actually, there. my phone says it's my dad's phone. Oh, yours? Wait. No, my phone is recording. <laughs> no. no idea. Right? I just feel like you don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so there we go. So something just happened out there. It's So here's a perfect moment. I don't happen to feel like my dad doesn't care. You know what I mean? But these are the kind of things. It's just like, you know, Im immediately we form an opinion yeah, about yeah. what's going on inside of someone mm. through what we're experiencing. I'm yeah. feeling this. 
So this is what's happening inside of you. Mm -hmm. And we just back the truck up mm -hmm. and we go, no, 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 no. Not only do I not have a negative opinion about what's going on inside of you, I'm actually choosing to have a positive opinion yeah. Yeah. about what's going on inside of you while yeah. I'm in pain. The focus, the focus is, I would like you to know more about me. Yes, that's can it. You, can, are you that's willing it. to learn more about me? If you are willing to learn more about me, then when I tell you about what's going on inside of me, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You have an option to go, huh didn't know that this particular action was going to produce that now i know what mm -hmm. am i going to do with that information and it's a choice there's no manipulation there's no coercion there's nothing hidden agenda in vulnerability mm -hmm. it's here's me yeah um i'd love to feel different it's a gift but yeah you go. yeah i'm giving you my gift and yeah. i'm hoping that and you got to have you got to have a plan yeah. for unmet needs for any of this to be mm -hmm. possible because yeah. if you're freaking out yeah. If you don't feel if I if you don't care for me the way I want to be cared for, I'm going to have an identity crisis. Then you're not going to. Be, these language tools mm. are going to come to you so naturally. These terrible language mm. tools, if you have no plan for unmet mm. needs, yeah. right? Um, so, and I love uh, Danny Silk has really emphasized this one that I find so helpful. He says, if you if you use the words like like as soon as you say like if you when you say I feel like. Like yeah. you're, the train is heading off the tracks. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, Houston, we have a problem. You're heading in the wrong direction. When you are expressing an emotion, the word like is not needed. Yeah. Right. So I feel hurt. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm in pain. I feel confused. I yeah. feel whatever. As soon as you say like, then you're probably going to say you and mm -hmm. you're going to be inserting yeah. a judgment. And you know what? You might want to say, if you're going to do that, okay, okay. Ask the person if they want to know first. Yeah. You know, hey, mm -hmm. I'd like to tell you my opinion of how jacked up you are. Mm -hmm. And the person might go, okay, my hunches, if you ask them that, they're probably <laughs> going to say, no thanks. Mm -hmm. I have no need to hear your opinion of how jacked up I am. That does not help me in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But hey, ask them. Maybe they'll say, yeah, please. And you'll go, mm -hmm. I feel like you don't even care. And they'll say, wow, thank mm -hmm. you so much. Yeah, there's but I these, doubt it. There's these wheels of emotions. A lot of social workers use them. And referring back to what um, Brené Brown's book, you know, The Atlas of the Heart, the whole idea is the more you can have the right language that describes best what you're feeling, the more the other person's actually going to understand you. Exactly. So with the will of emotion, you know, it starts with really basic. I feel fearful. I feel bad. I feel angry. I feel sad. I mm. feel happy. So start with some basics and then it goes into more detail. So sometimes um, it's helpful to go, if you're not really good at this yet, just go away and look at a wheel of emotion yeah. long enough until you know which part of the wheel you're really landing and find the word that best describe what you're really feeling. And let me... I just, I've, I've done that many times. Just thought about it long enough. I don't need to look at the wheel of emotion. I just need to think what's the feeling, what's the word that matches mm. the feeling the best. And then finally, when I get there, I just know I've done my part. Remember, it's the whole getting ready for the conversation. Yeah, I prepare myself well before um, I yeah, conversation. I'm, I'm not just throwing, I feel like you, kind of statements, but I'm throwing well, measured, thought through, um, communication pieces that are going to give you understanding yeah. about what's going on in me. Exactly. So, so. And then this amazing thing happens. We understand each other. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when we actually communicate about mm. what's happening inside of ourselves, yeah. rather, than, rather than attacking each other with information about the other person. Yeah. 
for judgments, I should say. Yeah. And let me tell you, friend, if I can do this, if I can learn to do this, anybody can. I mean, I, I've got a gift for um, like optimism and faith and oh, and I just, I'm glass half full, all that kind of stuff. But being able to articulate what I feel, especially mm -hmm. emotions that you might say are negative emotions, though mm -hmm. I'm not even comfortable with calling emotions negative these days because mm -hmm. that's how far I've come. Mm -hmm. I just think of all the emotions as being beautiful and a part yeah, of life pain-filled emotions yeah those joy-filled emotions yeah, yeah yeah exactly right yeah so i'm telling you if i can learn this anybody can mm -hmm. amen yeah absolutely yeah even course says yeah. i learned it too <laughs> excuse me but it would probably be more natural for you mm. to like do you think or maybe probably not? i've spent m more time feeling really frustrated about things <laughs> than most people and then i had to but think you, really why but i asked myself uh, why yeah probably yeah. and also the it was not an emotionally rich environment. It was probably pretty volatile, really. But, Your but it was yeah, my upbringing. Sorry, but it but it was there was freedom to say what we feel, and yeah. it was encouraged, even if it was anger. Um, we just everybody was always free to express what they were feeling. So you're supposed to, and it's a good thing. So and that for that, I'm really grateful. Yeah, yeah. and I grew up in a more typical anglophone <laughs> mostly male yeah. environment that yeah, was we, we french spanish so not quite as <laughs> conducive to the expression of yeah. emotion yeah okay um so we've got an, a better options here i don't feel cared for hmm. right if yeah. cora says to me hey babe i'm not feeling cared for then mm. i've got two options she's inviting me in mm. she's letting me know what's going on and i've got i've got to decide what do i want mm. she's not saying care for me you big jerk She's saying, I don't feel cared for. It's an invitation. And I go, I, I have to decide. I either say, I don't want you to feel uncared for. I want you to yeah. feel cared for. What can I do? How can I change my behavior? How can I adjust my behavior? Is it the look in my mm. eyes? Is it the facial expression? Mm. Is it my body language? Is it that I need to move closer to you mm. on the bed? Is <laughs> it, you know what I mean? What, what is it? Yeah. You get to be you. you it's mm. not for me to figure it out. You got to tell me. But I'm I'm asking the question. And if I, and she's hoping I'll mm. ask the question. Yeah, yeah. And if I do ask the question, then mm. she's going to be able to, in order to feel more cared for by you, I need. Yeah, and I can express, you know, yeah. it would mean a lot to me if you, but usually I also bring any vulnerable message I try to bring was a bit of a fact, you know, I always try to say, oh, when you uh, didn't call me back after I called three or four times uh -huh. and texted that it was something really important that was happening when you didn't call me back, I, I felt um, ignored, I felt hurt, I felt... I'll leave, you know, leave both of the cars in the driveway at the beginning of the day, both on empty with no <laughs> petrol in them. Yes, that's one. I am not feeling cared for. I don't for. feel cared for, I feel, um, yeah, if you, yeah, so then, then yeah, then, you know... I'd feel cared for if you would consider that yeah. um, or if you, um, whatever else, I don't know. I can't think of any specifics right yeah. now. Well, that's a really good one With the cars, because that would mean? be a perfect example yeah. of you're going, it would be so, you could totally go into that unhealthy tool. Yeah. I feel like you don't even care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't. Yeah. But you're going to yeah. go, you're going to say, well, yeah. I know Matt, I'm going to trust that Matt cares yeah. for us, but I'm not feeling very yeah. cared for here. The word care might be a little bit trickier for me because you're such a caring person, actually. So oh. that's probably harder for me, oh. but probably stressed because you're pretty relaxed as a oh. person. So the, the car situation, though, we'll use stress instead of care, oh. you know, um, as in I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling stressed, stressed. Oh, when yeah. you, when you leave the cars 
on below MG, usually mm -hmm. it's just, you know, right oh, below how that, the Instead of, line. I feel like you're stressing me out. Uh, yeah, you know that's I mean? right. Or something uh, yeah. like that. Or like, yeah, I feel like you don't care. could be fine in that context. But then I wouldn't say I need to feel cared for. I'd feel I need to feel considered, probably more. Okay. Considered yeah. that my stress levels aren't like yours. Yes. You, you feel very confident that even though the car needle is indicating below zero, <laughs> that we can make it to the closest petrol station. I'm such a petrol, petrol tank half full kind of guy. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't you know, matter what the needle says. <laughs> little parenthesis, you know, these are the things we want to understand each other. You know, I've I've become a strengths finder coach because you get to understand what people values are like, and Matthew values positivity. He does he does value a glass half full perspective, which does translate into these little moments mm -hmm. where he's very most confident. of the time it's great, most of the time it's helpful, but sometimes it's a nightmare. <laughs> For the people around me, <laughs> who day, I love. The other day, Kiana was like, I looked at the needle. It was quite close to empty. And she's like, oh, mom, we need to get a station right. And I'm like, no, no, it's not close to empty yet enough for it to be stressful. Um, I'll take you there. And she's like, no, no, no. The other day, we ran out of petrol with dad or something. And right. I was just, and she was just talking about that. And I was like, okay, now she's First like, time in like 12 years. <laughs> pretty good. And it happened on our driveway. In really? That's yeah. so, or is that really what happened? Yeah. She didn't tell me that detail. But she's on the extra, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is a bit stressful. And I'm like, but it turned into such a cool moment between us. <laughs> so anyway, here you go. A little sneak peek into how we function. So yeah, in that moment, I might say, you know, um, yeah, when you leave it below empty, when you pass a petrol station, I know you pass a petrol station every time you come home. There's one just at the bottom like, of our... Like um, six times a day. You know, so when you pass this petrol station, don't fill it up and bring the car empty for me to use in the, the next day. Yeah, I feel quite stressed and that doesn't make me feel good. I would probably mm. use the word good and mm. it doesn't make me feel good. I would really appreciate that you would, you know, um, consider not doing that. So yeah. I'd feel more safe or yeah. less exactly. stressed or... Yeah, anyway. And you're thinking and you're preparing yourself before that conversation. And part of your preparation, as you'll see in our curriculum, is mm -hmm. I've got to have a plan for Matt to not meet this need. Yeah, exactly. And if so I, because um, yeah. if I'm coming into the conversation, if the only option I have is you meet my need, mm. we're on dangerous ground. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because so, I'm going to freak out if yeah. you don't meet the need. Yeah. And this is a little deviation from what we're doing today, but I think it's actually really helpful in this. That's why I love stories. Stories really mm. help us get to the nitty-gritty part of what we do. Don't so, so right now, you know, if I'm thinking, um, if I have any ounce of, I don't know, what did you say, any aspect of my my thinking that's a bit codependent on that in this situation with the car and the petrol, mm. then I'll think, well, I'm I don't have any other option than just nagging him about it. That every time he does it, and it has happened a few times, that every time he does it. I'm like mad and I nag him about it. Or when I go to the petrol station, if it happens so many times that I really doesn't have confidence, mm. you know, it doesn't happen that often these days, but mm. it has happened. But if I really, my, my trust was so low and Matt no, didn't oh, hear. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. An important detail. We have decided that I'm responsible oh, for yeah. this. Yes, That's yes. a very yeah, yeah, important yeah. detail. You might be listening to this yes. like, get your own darn petrol. Yes. What the heck yeah, is yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. she can do that. Yeah, I've got all other all other aspects of responsibility used, but you know yeah. a lot of the petrol goes through. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. have a, per, a, per, a There's a reason card for it. And, and there's other areas that I depend on her for things yes. that you'd be like, why the heck would she do that? It, these are agreements that we've yeah. formed. Yeah. Okay. Well, me 
meanwhile, though, even if I was in charge of the, if I could get the petrol myself, if you bring the car back on below empty, I still wouldn't be very happy with that. If that's the car yeah, I have yeah, to use enough. the next day, fair enough. And you're like, here you go, here's the car below mm -hmm. empty. Now, you know, stress, have a stress. Yeah, 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 yeah. The five k's that I have to do to the next petrol station are stressful for me at that point. Yeah, good point. So anyway, either way, the thing is, if if Matthew cannot meet my need or doesn't think. That's that big of a deal to him to do that, even though I feel uncared for. I'd say it just won't meet your need. It won't meet my need. Right. It doesn't want to meet my need. <laughs> then in that, in that, what, what can I do? A lot of people, they, they come to me with these situations like, well, I, there's nothing I can do. There's yeah. nothing I can do. My life is And I'm chaos. like, no, 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 no. What can you do? What can you do? So think about it. And truthfully, I can fill a jar of petrol that I put in a particular place you know, in the shed that's oh, this like is in healthy written. boundaries. <laughs> the point that we cover this in is I'm I, I work with what I've got. I work with what I've got. I can get a jar of petrol. What can petrol? What do you what do you call them? We call it a tin actually, tin? but it's plastic. Okay, so. I'm so confused with there the you English go. language. There's English there for you. There you go. I, I I've been <laughs> 20 years in Australia, New Zealand, and I still get so many words wrong. <laughs> the plastic petrol tin. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I get one or of those. The gas tins. can, if you're an American. Gas can. Oh, whatever it is. Yeah. I get one and I'll put it into. Um, the shed, and I might actually just just to be clear, I might just say Cora's petrol reserve on it, just to be clear, not to be passive aggressive. I'm sure we would have had many conversations by then. Yeah, you yeah. know, if I get to that extreme, we've had many conversations. Yeah. And this is to assert me going. I figured out what I can do for me to deal with my problem. It's yeah. not a problem to Matt. It is a problem to me. Yeah. And I want you know. to depend on you. But if your behavior yeah. is such that you're, I am not going to put myself in a position where yeah. your behavior yeah. is going to put me, is going to create yeah. chaos in my life. Yeah. And a lot of people, they hate getting to that kind of point because they feel mm. like, oh, that's gone too far. But this is just a little example, just to encourage people to, to see how yeah. there's always a way. It's so important that we talk about this stuff when we're covering the communication of needs, because that's you, uh, what a lot of people, the conclusion they jump to is, if you start talking about needs, it's manipulative. Mm. But it's only manipulative mm. if you're use if it's manipulative. It's only manipulative if I'm using the force of my personality to try to get yes. you to meet my need. And if you don't meet it, I'm going to punish you. Yeah. That you know the alt people say, oh, doesn't that sound like an ultimatum? Well, if you look at the dictionary of an ultimatum, it's basically if you don't do this, I'm going to punish you in some way, mm. right? This is not what we're talking about. Yeah. This is an invitation into connection, yeah. right? This is, I love you either way. Yeah. I'm still going to show up in this relationship either way. But there's an opportunity yeah. here for yeah. deeper connection and trust yeah. between us. And that's what I'm inviting you into. Yeah. And I have a plan for yeah. me in case you don't. Yeah. Because sometimes you won't. And I don't do that, the 10 of petrol, as a way to send a message. You know, there's been a no, lot of communication. Exactly. There's connection all the way. We Funnily, love each yeah. other all the way. But we've come to the conclusion that he can't meet my need. He won't meet my need. It's mm -hmm. not can't. He won't meet my or need. You don't have confidence I'll meet your need. Whatever it is. There we go. We didn't meet each other's needs. And that's okay. It's got to be okay. Because we're not perfect for each other. And mm -hmm. we're not some kind of... Yeah, so... I've, I've got a solution and I don't do it in a passive aggressive way. Yeah. This connection have, all the way. If you're going to be like, you did not marry an angel. You did not marry God. You yeah. married a human being. Yeah. And so you've got to have a plan in place. Yeah. What am I, you know, what are we going to, not if, but when we are not able to, it's like, okay. And a lot of times we go, Oh, I don't, 
I know this need is legitimate based on whether or not this other person can meet it. No way, friend. No way. Yeah. You're going to have lots of needs that are completely legitimate, right? There's nothing wrong with that at all. But the other person is not able to meet it. Maybe yeah. they, maybe because they're going through depression. Mm -hmm. Maybe because they went through an accident and can no longer make love anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Like whatever it is that you know, we are humans. We are not. We are. We are not infinite. We're finite. And so that then the other. You know, we're really getting into the boundaries module yeah. here. But yeah. it's a very important foundation yeah, really for this. Important is the other one that we talk about is returning to an infinite source, mm. right? So for us, that's our relationship with God. Mm. And so the, what makes it work is Cora is not the center of my life, actually, mm. right? And so I really love it when she meets my needs for connection. Mm. That's absolutely wonderful. But I know, I, I've, I know exactly what to do yeah. when she doesn't. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, mm. but I've got a plan that's not going to make me, it's not going to bring chaos into my life. Yeah. Okay, next one. I feel like there's something between us. What's going on? Here's another one like in the first episode that I find people kind of saying, yeah, but that's okay. Like me and my you know, friends do that with each other. Um, we say, you know, we go, okay, so I'm feeling something. I'm feeling distance in the relationship. I'm feeling disconnected, right? Mm -hmm. Something is a bit off, yeah. right? And so instead of getting clarity for myself, mm -hmm. And thinking, okay, this is the emotion I'm feeling and this is what I've experienced that's leading to that feeling. I just start a conversation with somebody and we'll just figure it out together, yeah. right? And I just mm -hmm. say, I feel like there's something between us. What's going on? And essentially what I'm saying is I'm not doing any of the homework, but I'm asking you mm -hmm. to clarify what's going on between mm -hmm. us. And again, I'll say like I did on the in the first episode about that other one, you might get away with this. For a little while yeah right that can work for a bit um and it can kind of oh well i'm so glad we talked this through but but it's a warning i even corner we even how strong our relationship is we mm -hmm. do not do this no. to each other mm -hmm. ever we never come to each other and say i just feel like there's something weird can we just talk yeah. because what we have found is that um what we the deeper need is that you are going to be in tune with what's going yeah. on with you. Yeah. I'm going to be in tune with what's going on with what's mm -hmm. going on with me and it's my job to tell you about you, your job to tell me about you, my job to tell you <laughs> about me, sorry, your job to tell me about you. Such a mouthful. I know it yes. really is. Mm -hmm. Um and so that might work but not when you're stressed, yeah. anxious mm -hmm. and there's fear, it's not going to work. So be really careful about creating that precedent in a yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that so much of that is, ooh, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like, what do I do when I feel comfortable? I just throw this out to the other person and see what happens. No, if I feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. I ask myself why. I go and see the wheel of emotion. What am I really feeling? Distant. Oh, I'm feeling distant. Yeah, that's right. Why do you feel distant? Ah, oh. Oh, I'm the one who texts all the time, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So you start kind of breaking it down. If you don't break it down, you're going to have some weird statement that's just not going to help get yeah. more connected. And that's that's very weird. It's very vague. I feel like there's something between us. So essentially, we, there's an us problem. But how can you figure out an us problem? It, it, I, I, I've got a problem. The other person's obviously not coming to you with this problem. You're mm -hmm. coming to them with and this the, problem. The worst thing that can possibly happen is, is say, that you yeah. un you <laughs> uncover the other person goes, "Oh man, thanks so much for bringing it up." Because yeah, actually, this is what's going on. 
and you go, wow, that's so awesome. We and figured like, it out. Wow, isn't it wonderful? I'm the hero. You're the victim. Or you're the passive one. You're the passive I'm one. I'm the one who I'm work the... on the rela- on our relationship, and, and this you works. follow along. <laughs> I get to feel like a hero. You get to feel like you're the poor, you know, yeah. um, victim, and we work it out. Houston, mm. we have a problem. Yeah. Warning, warning, warning. Yeah. This will not last. You are going to run out of steam. There's yeah. only so long that you're going to be willing to play that rescuing role. Eventually, yeah. one day, that person is going to get distant from you again, and you will have had enough. Yeah. You have yeah. had enough of being ghosted. You have had enough of being given the cold shoulder mm. and you blow up yeah. because you've been rescuing them for yeah. months or weeks or, or years. You know, or another situation is somebody comes to you saying that, what's going on between us? And you're like, we're having a great relationship. What do you mean there's something going on between yes. us? I'm doing great in this relationship. So yeah. I'm now f- officially I'm really feeling confused. like something is very weird between I'll you and I'll tell you what's going on in this relationship. You're showing up clueless about how you feel in this relationship (laughs) i'm not very confused that's (laughs) happened so many times to me where i'm like well i thought everything was fine in this relationship now you're saying it isn't get to the point tell me what isn't good for your side i think things are good so i think it's important to just be clear yeah so my response if somebody comes to me and says hey i just feel like there's something between us i mean Nobody who knows me well would ever. I think, I think nobody would do this now. But. You know, but but maybe if I'm getting to know it, you know, in a new relationship, I'll say something like, "Thank you for being open with me. I'm not sure what you mean. Can you help me understand what you're experiencing and what you need?" Well, I just feel like there's something between us. Okay. Can you help me understand what you're experiencing and what you need? Well, I'm experiencing weirdness, and I need not weirdness. Okay, what are you experiencing from me? Yeah. What of my behavior? Well, it's not really anything that you've done. Okay, so you're just feeling weird. It's not connected to anything tangible on planet Earth Mm. that I've done. Mm. How can I help you? Mm. You feeling weird, that's your, it's your feeling. You're feeling weird. I'm not feeling weird, you're feeling weird. So what does that even mean, feeling weird? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, okay. It's a better tool. I'm feeling distant, but you it, essentially the better tool is you got to do your homework. Yeah. If you're feeling distant from somebody, you're feeling disconnected, you got to get down to why. Mm-hmm. And you very well may discover that it has nothing to do with anything that they've done at all. Mm-hmm. It might be because you're experiencing a sense of rejection because of something totally yeah, different. You've been triggered something they said that wasn't mean or anything, but yeah. you took as a story in your head mm-hmm. that reminded you of another circumstance, whatever else. Sometimes we feel triggered in our pain because of our history, because yeah. of the way we were treated by other people. Yeah. So. And sometimes you know you you feel a certain way, and the person hasn't done anything yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. You might need to forgive your coach because they didn't pick you for the A team. Mm-hmm. Did they do anything terrible against you? No. no. Is the pain real? Yes. Do you need to work through that pain? Yes. Do you need to talk to your coach about what he did? Probably Probably not. not. That's Mm -hmm. on you. You got to work through that stuff. Yeah. Right? That's doing your homework. Um, And if you want, you know, we unpack that in quite a lot of depth in our uh, curriculum under the whole I prepare myself for an important conversation if you want to know more about that. Um, Okay. Next one is I feel like you will never understand me. Mm -hmm. Right? Again, 
it's this thing of I'm what am I feeling? I'm feeling hopeless. Mm, mm. I'm feeling a bit lost. I'm feeling distant mm. and or exhausted. Maybe. Exhausted. I'm feeling exhausted to yeah. try something. Yeah. And what I'm feeling actually is I'm scared mm. that you'll never understand yeah. me. That's yeah. probably what I'm really feeling. I'm mm. feeling scared. But instead of saying I'm fe- I feel afraid mm. that I'll never feel connected to you. I'm never going to mm. feel understood. We inject this statement. I feel like you will never understand me. Again, it's not a feeling. It's fear and judgment pretending to be vulnerable. Mm. Nothing vulnerable about saying, I feel like you will Mm. never understand me. Mm. Because what's the other person going to say? Of course I understand you. Mm. And then we just argue for the next hour about whether or not they understand you. Mm -hmm. Right? Unless they're so emotionally intuitive that they know what your meaning is. I feel the story in my head is, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got to have worked that out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So much better tool. Yeah. I don't feel understood. To feel understood, I need you to feedback what I'm saying yeah. or whatever. You gotta but again, if, if you're saying I feel like you'll never, it doesn't matter what you put on the back of that, you're not bringing hope yeah. to the conversation. You're not in a space. I would just say you should be time outing yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're saying if you even want to say something like that, like nothing good. Yeah. You're not gonna be bring because if in order for you to be a productive partner in the conversation you've got to be bringing hope yeah i mean when you get to a point where you say something like that never is a very absolute term there must be a lot of unresolved yeah one before that so you up. must be aware that that's where you're at when you say something like that if this comes out of your mouth you know that you've built things up to such a point where you're at the breaking point essentially and you probably need to, you know, go back and actually think through all the things that have happened. You know, maybe um, just start with the first thing rather than the last thing that's happened. First, the first thing that's happened where you didn't feel understood but didn't resolve it well. Yeah. Um, sometimes we've had to do that. You and Definitely. I will realize in some of the things we're talking about, it's like actually there's five different stories that we didn't, you know, re- yeah. rehash very well. Hold on, why don't we just start with the first one? Yeah. And then go through that and then you don't use absolute statements anymore after that because you know you've resolved these things and you yeah. felt understood so you won't say again i'll never feel understood by you so yeah. yeah i go into this quite a lot in the podcast that i did on the nine commitments um and and this whole thing of showing up you know with and it's all it's you know it's hope it's mm. goodness it's mm. kindness it's mm. patience these things that regardless of what's happening on your side of this relationship these are the things that i have decided i am going to show yeah. up with mm. and if you're if you're realizing there's no way i've got so much built up resentment in my heart towards this person my encouragement to you you got to bench yourself mm. you got to bench yourself and you have got to work through that backlog Mm. of unresolved resentment Mm. i can guarantee you showing up in the conversation and trying to work that out Mm. is going to be too much Mm. for the other person there's only so much of your built-up resentment that the the other person is going to be able to handle they are a human being as well right and so you've got to do your home and this is a lot of what we help people with yeah you know it's like don't even go don't go anywhere near your wife right now yeah. Don't go anywhere near your boss right now, right? Let's go. Th- let's work through yeah. that list, right? That what we call a record of wrong, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's work through that record mm-hmm. of wrong and forgive, forgive, forgive. Yeah. It's not to say, not to excuse, no. but we gotta forgive, 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 and get to the point. It's flushing the toilet of your heart. Mm. That's what we talk yeah. about, right? Yeah. 
That's okay. So good. Keep going. Um, I feel like you'll never understand me. I don't feel understood. Oh, I talked about that. Um, and then we've got two more. I feel like you don't love me anymore. Mm. Same thing, mm. right? I'm showing up with hopelessness. I'm thinking, oh, I know what I can do that will be really helpful. Mm. I'll let you know that I have mm. lost hope that you will ever love me. Mm. It's like, yeah. yeah, right. That's not going to yeah. help anything. Yeah. And that's sometimes in our relationships, we have these um, sort of stages you know, after either being married or being together for a few years and things are on a high and we get along really well and then some things mm. just start happening and seven years later, we're afraid that there's um, just less attraction for each other or we're just yeah. tired of each other. Scary. Really what we're saying is, oh, I'm not feeling loved. Yeah. I'm just not feeling loved because love is an action. You know, I was talking to somebody a few years back um, who was saying, I just don't feel in love with this person anymore and i was like okay so tell me how did that happen he's like i don't know mm. i don't know i just don't feel in love anymore it's just mm. gone and i said well you talk about it as if some it's something you can't control yes and um he's like well no you something can't really happens to you yeah you, you you can't really control attraction and all these things i said oh attraction's one thing but but love can you not actually do things to nurture this connection of love towards your your spouse and uh, and then he, you know, finally just started to realize, oh my gosh, I've I've, I've stopped loving this person, so now I don't get it mm. back either, and the spark is gone because I got lazy, mm. I got just content with what I had and didn't nurture it. Mm. Ah, okay, then that's different. It's not a feeling of love that came and went. It's and a feeling of love that came and that you didn't nurture and work on and continue mm. to engage with, and therefore, ha you you know, you've you've yeah. You pretty much that. extinguished the the one little flame and ember that you had. You ex extinguished it with a big fat, big pitcher of water. Mm. Yeah, it's gone because you mm. did that, you know. And so it was an interesting thing for him to realize. So I think for me, this one talks a lot about I'm afraid that, that um, our love is leaving like as if it's an out of control. I'm powerless. Yeah. You know, this is a very powerless kind of a way of looking at love. But essentially, you know, if, if I was to say something like this, I, I'm just trying to say, I don't feel loved, mm. you know, I don't feel close to you and I have reasons why, mm. you know, and I can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's scary. Yeah, it is. It's scary. It's really scary. And when you're scared, the last thing you want to do is make yourself more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly mm -hmm. what you're that's doing. That's what it means. Because when you're, when you're, when the disconnection is there, what you're mm -hmm. wanting to communicate is, is we both have power here. Yeah. We both have power here. Because sometimes, you know, people push me back, you know, quite often actually mm -hmm. on this whole thing of like, you can't, you know, um, never say like, oh, you made me feel something. And I get that. There's a there's a strong argument for, you know, not wanting to, you know, all day long, everybody else is in charge of, of you know, what, I'm, what I feel. You know, I if I feel hurt, well, that's me. Yeah. My problem with that is that if that's true, then the opposite is also true. Mm -hmm. If no one can make me feel hurt, mm -hmm. then... Neither do they have the power to make me feel loved. Yeah. And we go, and you can't have it both. You yeah. can't have one without the other. Yeah. You can't say, oh, well, that person can make you feel loved, but they can't make you feel hurt. You choose mm -hmm. that. Well, then, who, yeah. if that were true, who in their right mind would ever choose hurt? Yes. You know, I'll just choose loved every time. Everybody can do <laughs> crucify me and I'll just choose to feel loved. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, you have power to impact the way I feel. You mm-hmm. don't have power mm-hmm. to make me have an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. That's on me. And you don't have power to make me freak out and want to punish you back. But you definitely mm-hmm. have the power to yeah. cause me pain. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, when it comes to love, some people are much more passive in their relationship. And so over time they do little because it's a maintenance. They, mm-hmm. They're just maintaining the relationship. Mm-hmm. So like there might be... Uh, the petrol, the uh, the reservoir t- tank might be slowly diminishing, but you don't notice it because mm. it's only a little bit at the time. And then they're just so confused when there's nothing left in the tank. Mm. They're like, what? Yes. You know, but it's like small little increments at a time. So these are sometimes years and years of totally unchecked things that happen happen between two people and suddenly you're like, oh, I'm just not in love anymore. Yeah. And yeah, so next really, thing you know, the car is in the, in the driveway with no petrol. Exactly. <laughs> Good analogy. I wonder where you get that from. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of important with this one to be very clear and to be quick with this one. You know, if you mm. don't feel loved by one another, just be, be clear just what's happening. That's, mm. you know, when you don't initiate um, um, a date night really often or if you don't initiate quality time with me, undistracted quality time with me, yeah, I, I don't feel loved. I feel mm. sad. I feel far from you. Let's just work on these things together. Let's mm. be committed to one another. Yeah. Um, and it's it seems like you feel needy. You feel bad, but it's important. Well, the key step you know? there is you're saying, I'm feeling something. Yeah. I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling uncared for. I'm feeling unloved. What would you like to do about that? Yeah. Do you want to know? And you yeah. give the other person a choice. Yeah. Again, you're not wrestling it out of them because that's not going to work. The only re- way it means anything a yes never means anything if a no is not possible, mm. Mm. right? And so it only means something if it's a gift. And so if the other person is saying, I want you to feel loved, yeah. help now, give me the information. Mm. Now you're on a good foundation. Yeah. If the other person is saying, too much, I'm overwhelmed, I mm. can't handle it, I don't know what to do about that, mm. then you go, okay, that's mm. hard, yeah. that hurts, but I'm responsible for me. So mm. I've got to I've gotta have a plan for what I'm going to do with me in the midst of this mm-hmm. situation because I married a human. I didn't marry God. Mm. I married a human. Mm. Right? Um, uh, well, it's I feel like. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right? But I just want to dive into this one maybe as the last one because I think you're right. We did We've cover that, that enough. We're in, um, so Koro's back here and I'm in Hawaii and we were um, helping to uh, pioneer a new um expression uh humanitarian aid uh, project over there and <clears throat> and working with youth of the mission doing some awesome stuff and um and at the end it was a really tough time mm-hmm. and i'll never forget it. this is what i said to you this mm-hmm. terribly unhealthy communication mm-hmm. tool because we were it was conflict 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 we mm-hmm. were having we were in a really difficult situation with some other people at the time mm-hmm. and it was a tough <laughs> tough year and I remember saying to Cora this, I basically said, I've given up hope. I am never going to be good enough for you. I'm never going to be able to, you know, I just got to the point where it's just like, I give up. Mm. I'm never going to feel like I'm like I'm able to meet your needs, mm. right? But the way I presented it was essentially saying, you know, I feel like I'm never, I feel like I'm never going to be good enough for you. Mm. And of course... It's, it's, again, this is fear and judgments pretending to be vulnerable, mm. right? Because it sounds kind of vulnerable, mm. and I think I'm being vulnerable. Yeah. I feel like, you know, but what I'm actually doing is I'm actually making mm. a statement about her. Yeah. I'm saying you're too much. Mm. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm saying you're you're too much. I'm not enough. You're too much, yeah. right? And and so what would have been so much more powerful is if in that moment I had said something like, I don't feel currently accepted for who I am. I'm not feeling celebrated for for who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and and she could have said. I'm too stressed out of my mind to even engage with you in this. Yeah. And I would have gone, okay, well, I need to go and deal with my identity crisis, give myself mm-hmm. a timeout. Or she might have said, thank you so much for telling me that. I want you to feel mm-hmm. celebrated. I want you to feel accepted and affirmed. What do you need from me? Yeah. And then I could give her that information. But I just brought that mm-hmm. big, heavy, nasty mm-hmm. statement of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. I'll never be enough. Yeah. I'll never be able to be what you need. Mm. And it just sat there like a big steaming pile of mm. dung of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's yeah, terrible. Which you can't really do much about when you're in that moment because you're like, okay. And then we just <laughs> hung up. It was yeah, just like, like okay, all right, all right. See ya. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, it, there again, it's a, it's a love deficit problem. It's Matthew receives, he really receives love by a lot of word of affirmation. We were talking about it in the hot tub, actually. That's... Another conversation. We we it sounds like we're in a hot tub all the time. <laughs> we do just our last know. really dysfunctional conversation was in the hot tub, so that's the go-to at the moment. But we recovered well. But um, it you know it's Matthew's receiving love most when I notice things he does and tell him. That's like one way of like straight mm. love filling tank because that's he's a person who cares about words. Words are important to him. So words are important. Whereas it's not at all my natural way of, of mm. receiving love or giving love as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am pretty verbally positive and, and you know mm. encourage people and all that. But it's just not always my go-to. And so therefore, at that point, you know, there's probably so, there was so much stress happening in our lives and everything that I probably, my love actions were very low. You mm. know, I probably didn't act out of um, mm. affirming, encouraging very much. Mm. And that really does affect someone, you know, and it's oh, it certainly affects me. We're but, all, we're all unique. But you know, in that context, if I, if I don't know, I don't feel loved. And if I, all I know is you just think I'm never good enough at the end of the story, there's two radically different ways you go about this. Yes. You know, one problem is me. Mm. I'm just, I always think Matt's not good enough, so it's my problem. And how can I resolve that? Well, think he's good enough, I guess. Um, but you know, um, the other one. But it's like, but I don't even think that. I don't even think he's not good enough. So this is the problem. I and don't actually that, believe that. <laughs> and that is what's so. That's what makes. That's what makes these tools unhelpful. Yes. Is that they don't actually put pressure on the issue and move us forward. Yeah, yeah. That's why we use the word powerful communication because. These tools actually take pressure off mm. of transformation and change. Yeah. They actually hide the issues mm. and skirt around them and create confusion. Yeah. And so the other one, it's a radically different thing. Is The other one is I, I feel far from you. I don't feel loved. And then I'm like, what do I know about Matt? What makes him feel loved? What has he told me <laughs> many mm. times? Well, I know I'm not affirming him. He's working like a dog in this circumstance. In the very difficult year he's going through. He's on the yeah. other side of the world, so I can't kiss him. <laughs> Because that's another one that definitely works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so here, here's what I can do. I can encourage him. I can tell him, you know, what I think he is doing well. And now, you know, it's like he got vulnerable because that's scary to say that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people then go, well, then that's not genuine. You're only telling him he's good at something or affirming him because he needed it. And I'm like, but it 
works. But it works. <laughs> because now I'm paying attention. And when I pay attention and I make the effort of telling him what I see in him, he's like, whoa, she remembered what I said. She's paying attention and she's acting in ways yeah. that make me feel loved. So be careful with that. A lot of people go, well, that's not very genuine. And I go, yeah, well, you don't want to like, you know, I don't want Matt to give me a script of what I have to say. That would be very manipulative and weird. But I do want to know what idea. works for you. And what, what is not genuine? What's you know? not genuine about me saying, "Hey, I love you either way, mm. but if you do this, mm. I'm going to feel really loved." Mm. If you don't have to, and then yeah. she chooses to do it, yeah. what's it's, ingenuine yeah, about that? It's very much my choice. It's you know, there's yeah. nothing ingenuine and about that got, at all. And you've got you've got to get away from the idea that romance and connection in a couple way because we these principles can apply to so many different uh, contexts. But we're talking about an issue between Maya and I and our couple right now, but. Uh, romance in a couple is just, it, it's not guessing. Romance and guessing is, it's, I don't think, go very well. Romance is when you are intentional and you love with your action the other person. You don't just get to guess constantly. Because actually, if, if Matt was to try to guess when he first, you know, was going out with me, like, for example, he might have gotten me flowers and I don't like flowers. So I told him really Straight up at the beginning, like, don't, don't get me flowers. Don't flowers. <laughs> I'm not really a flower girl. That's like, for me, that feels very cliche. Now that's something I told him, and he's never, <laughs> that's and I, ever That one flowers. was easy to fuck. <laughs> I nailed it. Nailed Absolutely it. nailed it. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say with that is that, what's romance? Romance is the fact that, you know, he's listened to me. He cares mm. for me. He is intentional towards me. That's romance, and mm. that's I think we gotta be careful and, not to get confused with yeah. guessing. And and this exact same goes. I was in I was working with a team of people in an office building last year, and we were going round and round and round through the field. I feel nobody cares about me. Da 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 da. All these extreme statements, and we uh, they all take pressure off of the issue, you know, because I feel no one cares about what's anybody supposed to do with that information. Mm, yeah, you gotta ask yourself if it's a if it's a healthy communication tool. You're putting a ball in the other person's court, and it's gonna and it's going to require them to make a choice. Mm. That's how, in my relationship with God, in my mm. faith, yeah. this is how He communicates with me. Mm. He says something to me through His Word, through the Holy Spirit, that requires me to make a choice, yeah. right? Because He's yeah. saying you have power in this relationship, mm. right? And so the unhealthy tools they take all that power they 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 shroud the issue in confusion yeah. by making these extreme statements mm. nobody cares about me and da, 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 you always do this you never do da, 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 da. we went round and round and round and round with the situation and you know where we concluded this one particular person needed their own stack of a4 paper on their desk <laughs> that no one else could touch and that and 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 they needed the the uh, the person who was responsible for the budget around and paper ordering to make sure that they had and <laughs> that was actually the issue we think oh this all this ethereal philosophical yeah, and the actual issue is where the stack Very of cuz we are human beings yeah. living flesh and blood on planet earth where did those issues form around things like a4 paper mm, on a desk mm. Right? Yeah. And so that's the cool. meat of relationship is mm. the is the nitty gritty of yeah. real Getting things. Practical, eh? Yeah. You just think it's a romance killer and I'm like, no, it, and you, yeah. it's what enables the love to keep going. That's actually um, what will help 
the the guessing and all the romantic things that we imagine that's that's when we're practical and clear and honest with each other that's totally. when that stuff just is like the cherry on top you know absolutely so, yeah. and is the person right or wrong yeah. is it right or wrong to need that a4 stack of paper mm. well let, I've, I've got an idea let's argue about it for the next three days <laughs> Or we could simply, it's a choice. Yeah. That person is that person. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. They're a different human being than yeah. me. Yeah. They think differently. They have they, different needs. They see it and then that's what they need. Exactly. And as soon as, I'm hoping that you're listening to that and you're going to go, oh my gosh. Mm. If I'm going to do that, like I'm going to have to try to understand people. Mm. Yes, exactly. You're gonna have to work at understanding people, and yeah. they're gonna, and you're gonna have to work at being understood as well. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Very Leave it good. at that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, friends. That was it. In the next episode, we're gonna be talking about fears and judgments, pretending to be noble and strong. It's probably <laughs> offensive that I went into an English accent. <laughs> when I say the word noble, I, I immediately wanted to. It's out of all, all respect um, for my wonderful English ancestral roots. Um, okay, friends, that's us. See ya. Bye. We hope you found the conversation and stories on today's podcast helpful and insightful. If you want to go deeper, Restoring Connections offers online courses that cover key topics like personal responsibility, proactive care, powerful communication, and healthy boundaries. Go to www restoringconnections.nz for more information. This podcast is funded by generous supporters from all over the world. Please consider supporting by going to the Restoring Connections website and hitting the contribute button. By partnering with us, you're helping to provide mentoring, workshops and training to others who are also restoring their connections.